0: this is josh gondelman from the podcast make my day and npr's wait wait don't tell me which is a real radio show but what you're about to hear is a fake radio show low tide is the most popular radio show in a beach community called conch county everything from the stories to the sponsors to conch county itself is fictional you're listening
1: to conch public radio funding for conch public radio comes from listeners like you and jolly nick's beverage company
2: Well, here you are again. The annual office holiday party with the same old cast of characters, including Sandra from Account Management. Yeah, that Sandra, who you've been crushing on for months. You have to go talk to her, and you can't go over empty-handed. She looks like a hard seltzer type, but winter isn't the right season for hard seltzer. Or is it? This holiday season, Jolly Nix is here with a festive new guzzle, Sparkling Hard Eggnog clocking in at just 850 calories per can, our sparkling hard eggnog is just as bubbly and boozy as the hard seltzer you chug all summer, but with warm holiday spices blended into a rich carbonated egg yolk drink. It's like drinking spiced creamy holiday cheese that fizzes in your mouth. Post a pic of Jolly Nick's titanium can on your Insta to tell your followers that you're ready to party. In a one-horse open sleigh, Just be sure you grab a can of sparkling eggnog that's ice cold, or it will pour out in chunks. With two cans of Jolly Nixon Toe, approach that smoke show with a killer line like, What do you want from Santa this year? Is it a can of fizzing Christmas yogurt? And you're in, pal. On your way to making memories under the mistletoe with someone whose boozy, creamy eggnog burps match your own. That's the kind of holiday romance you can expect when you make Jolly Nick's your wingman this season. Please enjoy Jolly Nick's cans of good cheer responsibly.
1: On today's program, how many ankles were broken at this year's No Ice Ice Skate Skate Race? We'll learn about the season's hottest new gadgets from a local business. Elementary school students join us to share their letters to Santa. And the sheriff's office is looking for a criminal who I wouldn't touch with a 39 and a half foot pole. From Conk Public Radio, I'm Neil Sullivan, and it's the holiday edition of Low Tide. With Christmas right around the corner, the Conk County Sheriff's Office is asking young citizens to keep an eye out for the holiday season's most notorious thief. Of course, we're talking about the Grinch. Here to brief us on the hunt for this Yuletide scofflaw is Detective Arnold Clark. Welcome, Detective. Good afternoon. So this initiative is a really fun part of the Sheriff Department's junior deputies program. Tell us more about that. That's right. As you said, the suspect goes by the name Grinch,
3: no known pseudonyms, six foot two male born nineteen fifty seven. Hair is green in color.
1: That sounds right. Uh, so how do kids get involved? I understand that participating retail stores have hidden pictures of the Grinch in their windows. Yes, and- so we
3: know the suspect's motive is the elimination of the Christmas holiday. Of course, retail stores play a prominent role in the holiday gifting season, and proprietors should exercise additional precautions while the perp remains at large.
1: Let's help our young listeners understand how to participate. Uh, what should they do if they spot a Grinch? You notify our office immediately, our units will respond. I think we may be... This is a program where kids can win prizes, right? I don't know anything about that, Neil.
3: But I do know that sickos like this operate without regard for the kind of civility that decent citizens like you and I take for granted.
1: We're talking about a character from a Dr. Seuss story. You think I care he's a doctor?
3: He could be the king of France and it wouldn't make a bit of difference to me. Do you know what this badge means? It means that if you commit a crime, I will make it my personal mission to introduce you to justice. Okay, detective. I studied at Quantico, Neil. Did a workshop on psychological profiling with the Bureau. A guy like the Grinch with an undersized heart, he's an expert manipulator. He once robbed a house right under the noses of the family living there. He was even caught by one of the children and conjured into believing he was just there to repair the Christmas lights. Uh, Cindy Lou who? So you've read the case, poor kid. Yes, I think every child in a America- bastard stole everything from that house. Presents, food, even the damn tree. And then hit just about every other house in Who Town. Uh, Whoville. I take this personally, Neil. I'm a father. If, when, we catch the Grinch, I will see to it that he never eats another roast
1: beast again. Detective, it sounds an awful lot like you're trying to arrest the fictional Grinch from the classic children's book. I'm... what? No. Well,
3: the sheriff told me I was going on the radio. He gave me this dossier the wanted person. Right. Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot, but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, that... Did... Oh, I see. This, yeah. This all rhymes. Right. A lot of things are starting to make sense to me
1: now that didn't quite
3: make sense to me before.
1: Like the dog dressed as a reindeer. Yeah. Well, the good news, detective, is that this means there's one less criminal on your most wanted list. True, but it's a long list. I've been reviewing
3: a case file for another B&E, kids are home alone, and this sicko forces entry and ransacks the place. Son of a bitch goes by the name of Cat in the...
1: Shit. That's all right, Detective. Well, according to this press release, there are 12 Grinches hidden in store windows around town. Kids who find all 12 will get a free hat from the Sheriff's Department. Well, that does sound like fun. Yes, it does. We'll be right back.
0: Are you looking to give back to our community and help a child in need? Stop by St. Anne's Hospital for Children and donate to our annual toy drive. We welcome all to stop by come bring your teddy bears and your toys to be gifted to our wonderful patients this Christmas. To our mystery donor who has been dropping off soup, thank you so much, but it is not that kind of drive. This year we are not only accepting toys, but also puzzles. And again, definitely not soup. Yesterday we received what appeared to be a bowl of loose, lukewarm corn chowder, just not even covered, which is, thank you, but not in any way uh, part of what is clearly a toy drive. Also, if this was a soup drive, which it is not, the soup would need to be in a can. One of our volunteers initially thought that a SantaCon participant had vomited in the toy box. If you can find it in your heart to bring by a toy or two, we want to say thank you. Yesterday, one of our volunteers also opened what appeared to be a box of Legos, but what was instead a box that said Legos and was absolutely filled to the brim with more corn chowder. What I don't understand is, why the mystery reveal? We're collecting games here, not playing them. Another volunteer found a teddy bear that had had all of its stuffing removed and restuffed with, you guessed it, corn chowder. If you press its voice box, it just goes Murph Mop Moo because of all of the chowder. This is for sick children, who does that? Come stop by and donate your toys this holiday season. And please leave the soup at home, you're ruining toys and everyone's appetite.
1: You may have noticed this week that Lighthouse Boulevard was closed and the hospital parking lot was full. That's all because of this year's No Ice Ice Skate Skate Race. Reporter Paula Lameo has more.
4: As I walk through Kong's historic business district, I see all the signs of a day of winter sports. There's hot chocolate, helmets, and ice skates. Only one thing is wrong. There's no ice, and it's 60 degrees out. All right, racers, line up here. That's Skip DeMonico, founder of Kong County's No Ice Ice Skates Skate Race, an annual foot race spanning 15 miles of city roads. And, as the name implies, all the competitors wear ice skates as they attempt to run down distinctly ice-free asphalt.
5: Racers, this is your final reminder that you cannot sue me. All right, OK? All right, on your marks, get set,
4: skate! And just like that, this year's race had begun.
5: It's just a wild time, you know. We've been doing this thing for about 35 years now and folks just love it. It gets bigger every year and some lawsuits aren't going to stop me now.
4: Residents may love it, but city officials in Conk are calling it a public health crisis and are trying to have the courts shut it down. Here's
6: Margaret Thompson, head of the Conk Department of Health. We're suing Mr. DeMonico. This tradition needs to stop immediately. It's unbelievably dangerous for participants to be sprinting down hilly roads while wearing ice skates. But standing on the sidelines of this year's race, Skip was unfazed.
4: The Department of Health is a total buzzkill, okay? Margaret's been asking us to shut this thing down since day one.
5: He's got some secret donors or something pulling the strings. I don't know. Deep State. I know that much.
6: It's all a big scam, frankly, and I'm not stopping the race. Here's Margaret again. Look, this thing is simply a disaster. Take last year, for example. There were 800 participants and over 1,100 broken ankles. Mm,
4: That certainly does seem like a lot, but for our listeners, could you explain how many broken
6: ankles you would expect from a typical foot race with that many participants? Uh none none broken ankles Skip, what's your response
4: to the Department of Health's allegations that the race is too large of a risk?
5: You know, people always say, oh, Skip, oh, Skip, there were 1,100 broken ankles this year. But look, if you break one of your ankles, at that point, think logically here. You're probably going to break both your ankles. So really, you got to half the number, okay? And we've been taking plenty of safety precautions anyways. Hmm,
4: What precautions?
5: Well, for starters, we got rid of all the ice. Yeah, I could skip a break
4: here. That's Chip DeMonaco, Skip's younger brother.
7: You know... Everyone focuses on the broken ankles in these races, but uh, what about the hot chocolate burns, huh? Oh, Chip, don't mention or the, the uh... puncture wounds from over ice skates when a group of racers all uh, tumble down a hill at once and form into a big dusty ball, like in Aloneton's.
5: Look, look. I think what my brother is trying to say here is that all all competition is a risk. Okay? True competitors accept the level of risk. I mean, you ever been to a bullfight? I played a Russian roulette, I mean seriously. But Margaret was
6: unconvinced. This race costs the taxpayers millions of dollars a year in hospital expenses. We had to hire over 15 surgeons trained in ankle reconstruction to stand by this entire weekend. Okay, but why the focus on ankle injuries? What's the city's ankle? Chip and Skip DeMonaco said that. Chip and Skip DeMonaco should go to jail for serving pressure boiled hot chocolate to children. Who thinks that's a good idea? Last year, we had 83 kids in the burn unit in the span of two hours. Well, it certainly seems like a lot, but what would the typical number of hot chocolate burns be in an average day? None! But Skip
4: Monaco disagreed. That's not that many burnt kids. Skip, to be fair, 83 burnt children might scare off some attendees for future races. Look, if you want to run around with knives
5: on your feet while drinking molten chocolate... You you people gotta accept some of these risks, okay? You think you can complain about the gun having all six bullets when you're playing Russian roulette? That doesn't fly,
4: okay? Sometimes you just gotta shoot your shot. And with that, the first racer had crossed the finish line.
6: My ankles! Oh, God, I broke both of my ankles! It seemed
4: Skip was right. As wave after wave of competitors wobbled, tumbled, and fell across the finish line, there was one thing I couldn't help but notice. All of the competitors were smiling, though it was hard to be sure due to the prominent scarring around their burnt mouths. But at the end of the day, broken ankles, scalded tongues, and even severed arteries are no match for a big dose of Kong County enthusiasm. For Low Tide, I'm Paula LaMeo.
1: With new smartphones, tablets, and other gadgets coming out every year, it can be hard to keep track of what's new when you're shopping for gifts. Here to help us out is Cheryl Willoughby, one of the tech whizzes from Conk Electronics. Welcome. Hello, Neil. Sorry, a little more into the mic there.
4: Oh, yes. Whoops, that's probably better. Um. Okay, well, hello, Neil. Thank you for having me.
1: And thank you for being here. I understand you're the longest-serving employee at Conk Electronics.
4: Oh, yes, you bet your bottom dollar. I have been employed at Conk Electronics for 19 exciting years.
1: That is excellent, Cheryl.
4: Yep. And luckily, when your producers called about this holiday segment, I had been the one to answer the phone. I told my boss I was doing it, no ifs, ands, or buts. And he said I can do whatever I want as long as I take an unpaid day off, Neil.
1: Well, we're happy you're here. Let's dive right in. How about recommendations for teens? I know I feel most lost when I'm shopping for my nephews.
4: Yes, yes. Okay, teens. Teens are usually 11 to 18, so uh, I'll tell you about some gifts we have for, uh, for that age range, yeah.
1: Great. Yeah, we have about two minutes left.
4: Oh, oh. So, for the teens in your life, you can't go wrong with one of our DVD players, Neil. Compatible with just about any TV, and you can choose from hundreds of DVDs on your favorite movies and watch them right at home. Like Pretty Woman, Runaway Bride, Mona Lisa's Smile, you name it.
1: Okay, I... I
4: I know. A whole movie on a teeny tiny disc.
1: I assumed most people these days just watch movies through the apps on their smart TVs.
4: Well, I love apps just as much as the next girl, Neil, but we're here to talk electronics, not food, mister. (laughs) Next up, a more adult gift. You're going to want to have your checkbooks ready for this one. The busy bee in your life that needs more than just a phone, we have... The blackberry.
1: Cheryl, isn't that...
4: Don't worry, Neil. I'm not talking about the fruit. These... Babies have cameras built in, internet, and full keyboards to send letters to your friends on the web in seconds.
1: Cheryl, these suggestions are really great, but what are some of the newer items in the store? Our listeners would love to hear about what's popular this year.
4: Well, I don't know about that, Neil. It's easy to get caught up with the newest, the fastest, the biggest. But when it comes to electronics, I like the reliable classics. All of my favorites have been out since I started working here.
1: Since you started working in the store 19 years ago.
4: Yes, yes, uh-huh.
1: Well, how about this? Tell us about the new PS5. I know it's been a tough one to track down. Oh,
4: PS5? Uh...
1: Yes, the PlayStation?
4: Well, if you're in the mood to play, we have games on disks that slide right into your computer. The Sims is a very fun one. It's these these little people, and you get to build them houses and give them jobs and find them friends. You basically play God to these little people, Neil. You, you can even make them do the dirty.
1: <laughs> yeah. I remember playing The Sims in the early 2000s. What are some of the most popular products in the store? What are people coming in for?
4: Oh, no, I stopped paying attention to that years ago, Neil. With these fancy phones, nobody really talks anymore. So I like to chit-chat with the customers about what's happening in their lives. Not what nifty smart home gadget they're buying.
1: Great, how about that? I bet a smart home device would make a wonderful gift.
4: That's true, and I must admit, my life hasn't been the same since I've been able to turn off my lights from across the room.
1: Perfect. Tell us about that.
4: Sure thing. Uh, Imagine this, Neil. You get in bed all cozy, comfy, you're flipping through a catalog, and then once you're ready to go to bed, you just...
1: Oh, the clapper. You still sell those? Does anyone still sell those?
4: Oh, we must. It's where I bought mine, and it's lasted me almost
1: 19 19 years. years. Yes, of course. Well, thank you for stopping by, Cheryl. That's all the time we have today. If you'd like to put some electronics under the tree this year, you can visit Conk Electronics in the Seabreeze Galleria. Funding for Do you
4: have a phone book? I need to call a cab to get home.
1: Don't worry about it. We'll get you a
4: lift. A lift.
1: Funding for Conk Public Radio comes from the McAllister Foundation and Seabreeze Youth Ministry, using music to urge everyone to resist temptation.
4: We're the Riff Raff Gang and we're here to say, abstinence is cool this holiday. So come with us and explore why anything's a sin between your thighs. Holiday cheer and joy and love. Put you in the mood mood to grope and rub But Jesus can see your dirty dirty thoughts And let us remind you that hell is hot Keep it pure and keep it fun And save yourself for that special special one one. Distract yourself with cookies cookies or games games. Just resist temptation or it's eternal Eternal flames flames. A family party is is a cherished time But not when your curvy aunt comes to say hi hi. Keep it brief brief and run run the the other way. way Break free of her arms Don't you say a lingering hug is the playground of the The devil, devil. especially when her bosom's right right at eye level level. So remove yourself get Get out and go pray pray. that our Lord and Savior will look look the other way way. Mistletoe you better tear tear it down down. the thought of you kissing makes the angels frown frown. Stay on the path to heaven's heaven's pearly pearly gate gate. and don't you dare try Try to to masturbate masturbate. It fills God's heart with sorrow Sorrow and shame shame. since it's a solo act you'll take all the blame blame. Your aunt comes comes back back this time with pie says she worked real She wants you to try. You open your mouth. She approaches with a spoon. You eat her sweet treat. You're aroused real soon. Guess what, pal? You need more than a cold shower for you've upset the highest power. Find the nearest church and confess your sins. Hear the priest gasp like you kicked him in the shins. Now you're in God's debt from that point on. All because you're hot for your Aunt Yvonne. We hope you can't avoid it with this cautionary song. Merry Christmas.
1: Finally, on today's special holiday show, we asked a few students at Mayfield Elementary to come into our studios and share with us the letters they'd written to Santa. Have a listen.
8: Dear Santa, my name is Madison and I'm eight years old. Last year for Christmas, I asked you for a My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Fluttershy and Friends fun set. But what you got me was a My Little Pony Friendship is Magic Pinkie Pie and Pal's play set. I'm, I'm not angry or anything. I am not mad at all, Santa. Santa. <laughs> Even if Pinkie Pie is my least favorite pony, I, I'm not mad. This year, I was good all year, so you have to give me whatever I asked for this Christmas. So all I want, and, and listen carefully, Santa, all I want is one military-issued M68 fragmentation hand grenade. And please, hear me out. First, I promise I'm not going to use it. It would just be for looking at and holding and pretend. Second, even if I did use it, which I probably won't, I promise I won't use it at your workshop where rude elves make the wrong My Little Pony toys for good girls. By the way, are any of your elves armed and how can I tell which ones? Third, even if your worst elves were consumed by a concussive wave of fire and shrapnel, those who survived would feel really motivated to get better at making the right My Little Pony toys for well-behaved girls like me. Oh, by the way, please make the grenade be Fluttershy-themed. That would be great. Remember, Santa, I know where you're sleeping, too. Love, Madison.
7: Dear Santa, I have one wish this year that I think will make us both very happy. Please move Christmas. That's it. That's my wish. I don't care where you put it. Just move it. As you probably don't even know because you're so busy, my ninth birthday is December 25th the same day as your birthday, Christmas. It's like you and I don't even have our own birthdays. We have to share it with everyone. The best part of most kids' school years is when they get to celebrate their birthday at school. Mrs. Stapleton brings cupcakes, everyone sings, and you get to choose whatever seat you want so you sit next to Melissa G and tell her about your Minecraft house but because school can't happen on Christmas, I don't get any of that. And on the day before your birthday, instead of going to Baskin Robbins to pick out an ice cream cake, you have to go to Bath and Body Works with your dad to pick out cucumber melon lotion for your mom, only to be handed off from your dad to your mom outside the Annie's to then go to Macy's to buy a tie for your dad. Okay, this letter is getting long and my hand is starting to hurt, but I have to tell you one more reason. When your birthday is on Christmas, your uncle feels like he has an excuse to be cheap and give you one puzzle instead of two. And if we're being honest, puzzles are more like a chore than an actual present. And then they say, happy birthday, Christmas. Like they think it's fun that it's on the same day, which it's not. Inclusion, I think both of our birthdays would be much better if you moved Christmas. Also do something about the puzzles.
9: Dear Santa Claus, My name is Billy Chesterfield. I'm nine years old. I go to Lyndon Mayfield Elementary School, and this year, I've been pretty naughty. Last week, I stole $10 from my grandpa's wallet. And when my mom found out, she took away my Nintendo Switch controllers. She put them in her purse and said I can't have them back till I learn how to be a good little boy again. So I'm writing to you to ask Santa, please help me and go mug my mom. If you mug my mom, you can get me those Switch controllers and I won't even ask for that many toys this year! Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, Billy, why don't you just mug my mom yourself? Well guess what? I tried it and it didn't work! My mom didn't even realize she was being mugged! Well that's where you come in, Santa! If you mug my mom, she'll definitely know she's being mugged! You're a big stranger with a scary beard! Everything in mom's purse is up for grabs and you can keep! All I want back is the Switch controllers! That means you'll be walking away with over three used ChapSticks! There aren't any milk and cookies, but she does have a Ziploc bag of old Cheerios that she gives me when I get nauseous on car rides. So lastly, let's set some ground rules for this thing. Rule number one. Whatever you do, do not hurt my Switch controllers. If you break them, I'll tell Dad, and Dad always says he's too tired for my nonsense, so imagine what will say to you. So you're probably wondering, once you mug my mom, what do you do with her body? Well, don't worry, because I just found out you don't even have to
1: murder the mug.
9: All right, Santa, sorry I said your beard is scary. Go mug my mom. Thanks, love, Billy.
1: Well, that's all for today's special holiday edition of Low Tide. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Our general manager said if we get 100 reviews, we can get new batteries for the smoke detector. I'm Neil Sullivan. Happy holidays, and I'll see you at the next Low Tide. Hi, it's Josh again. Low
0: Tide is hosted and produced by Reed Kavner. The writing and creative team is Sarah Short, Brad Frizzell, Rose Sherman, Mike Zakarian, and Reed Kavner. Additional material from Kate Emsweiler. Music by Ultraviolet Sounds, logo by Mason Phillips. Voices in this episode from the writing team, as well as Dan Eberly, April Lavelle, and James Coker. For full credits and more, visit lowtide.fm. I'm Josh Gondelman.